When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to live your bet life and get up to $2,000 in free bets. What's going on? Another happy hour Friday edition of CHGO Bears with Nicholas Moriano still on vacation. Will DeWitt is back today finishing a full week with us. Will, it's been fun and let's close it out strong today. Hey, I love the plan. It has been a great time joining you all week long throughout the show, whether it be in studio, hopping in a DeLorean with you midweek, and of course, wrapping up here remotely. It's been a time, and it's good to get a little bit of an insight of, I guess, the grind it is to do five shows every single week. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not that much of a grind, but it's a little, especially this time of year, you got to plan, you got to come up with stuff, and uh, I think we've done a great job of that. So hopefully people have enjoyed the the week and everything we've had. Um, and uh, some nice com- comments from Kay Johnson. I was just reading. He just said, just want to say really proud of Nick, Will, and even Mason. I remember watching them while they did their pots from the dorm rooms slash bedrooms. Love to see the growth, fellas. Bear down Chicago. Also been a longtime fan of Hogan Johns as well. So crazy to see the Chicago Audible and Hogan Johns mash up. Keep doing your things, guys. CSGO has been dropping great Chicago vids. We appreciate it. Yes. Kay Johnson, great way to start this Friday show. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's a good way to start happy hour. Those are the positive vibes. And I think today more than most days are days that we need them because it's been a hell of a morning to say the least. Like, yeah, not, yeah, not exactly a banner day for our country. Mm-mm. Um so I got my Chicago Sky shirt on today. Once again, we wore the same color, little different shades of the blue. But without planning that, I think you and I mastered that this week as well. I think so. What color shorts were with the blue? I know I must know if you're wearing any. Uh, Probably the in. same uh, caramel shorts I've been wearing okay. pretty much all week because we're in the middle right. of summer camp for, for <laughs> football. And I've basically just been rotating through three of the same uh shorts they're the same exact shorts but i have three pairs of them so i can you know they must be your favorite wear. shorts if you have three different pairs of them 
Well, they are, and they're just kind of also what we have. So I do like them, but there's just kind of the one version of the same shorts I have. So that's why I've been wearing them all week. But um, yeah, already through two weeks of summer camp, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Oh, wow, it's uh, yeah. I can't believe we're a week away from July. That is, yeah, June just flew by in it general. Did. Um, one of it is a happy hour Friday. I wanted to point out I am drinking uh hazed juice from Brickstone. You know, I will say this: I do not miss as I try to put this up to my camera. If you're watching on YouTube, I do not necessarily miss Bourbon A. Um, but one of the things I miss about Bourbon A is Brickstone Brewery. It was. It became the the hangout late. It's where we go to get food, really, and then some great beer. And um, what I do miss, Will, about Bourbon A is the first, like, five-day grind. So when you first reported to camp, there was, like, five straight days before you would go home because we'd always go home on the off days, see our families and things like that. Right. And usually from that point on, it would almost be, like, every other – every two days or something like that. So the first, like – Five, the first week you got five full days there and that was always fun like you got like the speaking of dorm rooms like the dorm room life back in the day even when we then got kicked out of the dorms went to the hotel at least we were all at the same hotel and then we have you'd grind all day you'd work all day you'd have three showers a day uh and then you go out <laughs> to dinner um and brickstone was always a good place so i wanted to represent their haze juice today on the show I like it a lot. What I liked most about training camp is when I was able to break all the rules and then they added more Will DeWitt rules for fans like, hey, no pictures, no videos, don't put it on your socials. And that was always fun when I was able to kind of be that middleman between fan and journalist. But now we have to adhere to a a little bit more of what the Bears actually want, which is okay. But uh, definitely those were some good times when I was able to do some of those things. Um. My, our friend J.J. Stankovitz shared a video with me uh, and a few others. He sent it via email the other, other day of um, John Moon Mullen, who, of course, sadly passed away earlier this week. Um, but Moon did a behind-the-scenes video with what was then CSN Chicago. It's like a seven-minute, just full day in the life of covering the Bears in Bourbon A. Um, and he uncovered it and sent it to us and it was like two things i mean it was a great just moon just like classic moon video all the things he was his like corny little jokes that he'd throw in there and um the officials happened to be at training camp that day and anyway um made me miss bourbon a little bit made me miss moon a ton but also made me miss bourbon a just a little bit too I'm telling you, Adam, as time goes on, like Lake Forest, it could end up being an incredible experience for fans, media alike. But as nostalgia continues to grow, I think Bourbon A will be more missed by you than you think right now. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Here's where why it wore off, though, as we kind of veer off on a tangent. That still has to do with the Bears. A lot of times we go into tangents that don't have to do with the Bears. Um, the thing about moon, that Moon video is it just brought me back to to all the days that you were talking about before there were all these rules. Like it was just really chill and casual and you get to know the players a lot more. And of course that's what the team doesn't really want us to do. Um, But so we used to do our interviews outside the cafeteria and we would eat in the same cafeteria, you know, and you, you basically had an hour window 
get your lunch, find the players you want to talk to. You had to plan it out perfectly because if you got your lunch at the wrong time when the player you were looking for was coming in or out, like you'd miss them. Mm. But at least it was kind of in your own hands a little bit. Like it was, you know, you had to use some strategery. Yeah. But also like, and Moon makes a great point in that video, um, which maybe I could figure out a way to share it. I'm not sure. I'll have to check with JJ on that. But um, makes a good point. He's like, the key is though, the super secret uh, strategy is to not stop the players as they're going into eating because you don't want to get in the way of a hungry offensive lineman, right? <laughs> so, so go in and eat first. Try to catch them on the way out. Now, the one problem with that that I would rebuttal back to Moon is there were some savvy veterans on the team like Lance Briggs or uh, Julius Peppers all the time. They would sneak out a back door and find a way to... Uh to not come back through the same entrance where all the media would be parked out in the golf. There would be a line of golf carts. I was going to say, I think they learned this from Brian Urlacher because he always did a great job avoiding even fans. Like instead of going through that tunnel, uh, like that walkway with all the fans, like he'd hop on that cart and go all the way around the long way. I mean, I get it. I mean, he is an A plus star in the league in his prime. And if he goes through that, he's probably never getting out or he looks like an and ass by avoiding every single fan that he walks past. So I yeah. get the kid that kind of suck because you see him and you hope to meet him. And then you see him up in that cart and you never saw him again till the next practice. But I'll say this, you know, to your point there on that, Will, like I can respect a guy just like, I don't want to talk to the media today. Like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do it every day. You're having a bad day. You had a bad practice. I mean, everybody, I can respect the fact that they're all human beings. That yeah, have, I was going to say, we're human. Yeah. They're all, they have their lives too. So that that doesn't bother me. It bothers me far more like this team controlled era where they're just like, we're going to give you one, this, this player once every two weeks and you'll get them when we bring them to the podium. You know what I mean? Like, yep. if it's up to the player to just kind of decide, I'm going to go off today, like, cool. You know, and also if they said no to you, Hey, got a few minutes? No, I got to get to this. Fine. Like, I can live with that. It's like, it's um, it's just far worse when you don't really have any control over the situation. Like, there's literally days we go there, we don't know who we're talking to that day. Yeah. That makes and, it really hard to plan content. Yeah, and you think that a team would want the people covering the team to have as much, not as much access, like total access, but a decent amount enough to create compelling enough content to get fans excited and bought into the team for that season or even the off season. I never understood keeping media arm's length away when they do a great job of keeping an audience engaged around their product, which is Chicago Bears football. Anyway, that turned into like some complaining by me on That's rules okay. and stuff. But the point is that back in the day, there there were not many rules. You could. Grab guys. You could walk around campus. You could stand right next to the field at practice. Um, I actually don't oh, mind yeah. being in the stands. You some you actually tend to get a better view a little bit higher up. But um, you used to be able to stand right there on the on the field. And um, anyway, those were the good old days of Bourbon. That was a long way of saying, Will. The things that I that you were kind of predicting, I'll miss about Bourbon. A, they kind of already went away by the end of it, if that makes sense. Yep. No, like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the fun parts have sort of already been sucked out before they eventually move. So if all that stuff's going to be sucked out, like 
I'm perfectly fine with being 10, 10 minutes down the road from where I live. Yep. Nope. I totally understand <laughs> completely. Uh, so anyway, happy hours, happy times. Yes. No, it is happy time. Um, unfortunately, no, <laughs> yeah, look at the notes, the right? Not so happy topic because we have arrest number two during the offseason for the Chicago Bears. Matthew Adams in contention for that Sam linebacker spot, arrested and charged with misdemeanor illegal gun possession and possessing a high-capacity magazine and metal-piercing bullets. Um, those are kind of the details of what happened in Chicago. Uh, that's where he was arrested and that high-capacity magazine, metal-piercing bullets, not legal in the Chicago uh, limits. And then he also had a license for the gun he had, but it was not an Illinois license. So the interesting thing, and this was all based on some reporting. Um, I, I was reading about this in the Sun-Times, so I give the Sun-Times credit. I'm sure many have covered it at this point, but uh, police found the gun and the, the ammo while searching for a car that had been reported stolen. And that's where they basically start the police got involved with Adams. That was the reason, but Adams said it was his car and that doesn't seem to be an issue because he wasn't charged with anything there. Right. Um, so you know what? Like these are, it's not, it's not really something to joke around about, but what we always say at this time of year, when we get in this dead period of the NFL, really the only time news breaks is when it's unfortunately somebody getting arrested. Yeah, it's some sort of bad news. You're not going to find good news in late June for a Bears player out there unless you're doing some good, but that usually gets not nearly as much publicity as uh, what we're talking about here today. It's just unfortunate that, like you said, this is a second arrest, second. Luckily, it's, you know, these are misdemeanors. We're not like we're not having players commit felonies or anything of that nature. And to me, it's more of what bureaucracy when it comes to like paperwork if he doesn't have an illinois license but he had it i'm assuming maybe an indiana license if he was playing with the colts for all that time again i'm not going to say where it was because we really don't have that information nevertheless though it just kind of puts a damper on things here as you said he's someone who is or was or still is in contention for that sam linebacker spot and i think more importantly he was brought in to be a special teams ace someone that had pfs highest graded uh, special teams great last year in the entire NFL, uh, both in terms of like coverage and also just blocking units. He's just someone who's out there in the third phase a ton. And I'm sure Coach Iberflus, with all the experience with him, was hoping that he would come here and be able to provide that. And he knows Adams more than probably anybody in the building right now, uh, except some of the other defensive staff that he brought in from Indianapolis. So will be interested to see if he gets the Byron Pringle treatment where they just kind of let it ride and let the law take care of itself and let the team handle it internally, which I'm sure they're looking into right now. Yeah. I, I, that's the part of this I find interesting is that both players who are arrested are kind of guys from their, the new regime. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so Pringle, somebody that Ryan Poles knew well from Kansas city was a free agent and said, okay, let's bring him over. And in this case, Adams has previously played for Eberflus in Indianapolis. And usually that's, um, you know, you're vouching for a player, you know, now that doesn't mean that that player might not come with baggage. I mean, of course there was a time where uh, Vic Fangio vouched for Ray McDonald. 
And how did that go? True. You know, and that went, that was, and that was, that was certainly, you know, not that we have to get on like a comparing arrest type of situation, but obviously Ray McDonald's um, transgressions and the things that he had gone through and um, been accused of many, many times were far more documented, more aware, uh, and worse, quite frankly, in what was happening um, than either of the things that Matt Adams or Byron Pringle have been involved in here. But it's still just kind of an interesting twist to this happening. Again, like you said, I don't know that this is something that's going to um, you know, amount to anything, quite frankly, or even discipline from the league um, or the Bears. Nonetheless, not the type of headline you want popping up in the newspaper in no. late June for your team. So, yep, that's where I'm going to keep it personally. I don't think I have any for anything yep. further to add unless more details come in the future. We can update folks on that. But as of right now, I think it just stands where it stands, Adam. All right, let's uh, keep it rolling then as we continue on with our previews for uh, the 2020 season. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are on deck today. They went 8-9 in the uh, 2021 season, second in the NFC North, and they are the Bears' Week 5 opponent uh, as we've gone in order. So if you missed any of these earlier this week, make sure you go back and check out those podcasts or check out the videos on YouTube. You can find them there as we went through the, uh, the schedule so far. But the Vikings, that 8-9 record was good enough for second place in the NFC North. And, of course, they have had some major changes. We'll talk about the front office coaching staff in a second. But in terms of the roster, they managed to get Zadarius Smith from the Packers. Smith went through the weird thing where originally agreed to terms with the Ravens, ended up, then in Minnesota instead. Um, a linebacker I really like last year, Jordan Hicks, who was on the mm -hmm. Cardinals and it really just kind of had a, a big season. Remember seeing him when he came to Soldier Field with the Cardinals, and that um and that was somebody I thought the Bears should maybe look at, but he ends up in Minnesota in terms of losses. Some names you probably know, but I don't know how big these losses really are, but Tyler Conklin at tight end at Mason Cole center and Xavier Woods has played there for a while uh, in Minnesota as one of their safeties. They go after, remember they moved all around in the NFL draft early on. They end up with Lewis seen from Georgia. Uh, they like the bears went defensive back, defensive back with their first two picks. They also got Andrew Booth from Clemson. They drafted Ed Ingram, the guard from LSU and Brian Asamoa linebacker from Oklahoma. Um, but, well, the big change is really with uh, with the team is they also have a new GM and a new head coach as they completely uh, went through an overall like the Bears did. Yeah, no, they did. It's, there's a lot of parallels. You mentioned they went defensive backs with the first two picks. So that's a parallel. You know, first year head coach and Kevin O'Connell. They brought in Adam. Do you got that name down? Because I do not. I've tried so many times with the GM. Oh, oh, you, yes. you nickname him. Um, no, um, of course now when you're putting me on a spot, I'm like completely, get, get me started and then I know it. Yeah. Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Quasi. It's Quasi Adolfo Mensa is what it is. There we Quasi go. Quasi Adolfo Mensa, who the bears also looked at. Um, and then of course, like the big twist was remember Ryan Poles was supposed to get on a plane to go to Minnesota. Yep. And cause they wanted to talk to him too. 
And the Bears said, nope, we're not letting you get on that plane. You stay here. You're our GM. So what could have been, perhaps, maybe they would have had opposite GMs. And really, in terms of style, these GMs are completely different because Poles is definitely a scouting background player-type guy. Quasi Adolfo Mensa is more on the analytical, uh, almost business side of things. But, you know, is obviously impressed enough throughout his time. And he came over from the Cleveland Browns. He got out of there at the right time. Um, <laughs> he sure did. And, and he goes and also goes in a different direction as they hire an offensive head coach. Whereas Paul says, no, I'm going to go defense. Zig when people are zagging or zag when people are zigging, however you want to put it. Um, so it'll be very interesting for these division rivals to see where the direction of their franchises go here in the next five years. And I guess we'll get our first sneak peek in week five of this season. Yeah, I feel like, Adam, every single game that we've talked about this week, we find these trickle effects from the offseason, like the ripples that had you know either – decisions the Bears made and how it affected the other team or vice versa. And the Vikings with Ryan Poles is one that I think we'll be looking at for you know years to come to see how that decision panned out for really both teams and the ripple effect they had in the Vikings by not being able to even get Poles in the building uh, to talk to him. And when I look at this entire offseason and then we talked about the draft and you mentioned moving around, but one thing that still leaves me a little, I guess, befuddled is um, the lot of, uh, the Vikings trading with the Lions and the Packers, like sticking with the NFC North, allowing the Vikings, I mean, the Lions to get Jamison Williams, a really good wide receiver. The Packers got Christian Watson, another one as well. So allowing them to move up to get some of these skilled players, again, impacts this entire division uh, for them to move down, accumulate additional picks. Uh, So that's one of those, I guess, big things right now. But in terms of the changes, you know, he brought in an offensive coach and Kevin O'Connell from the Rams. Uh, he has experience working with Kirk Cousins in Washington. Can he get him playing better or, I guess, more impactful in a scheme more like what the Rams had a year ago? They have playmakers. We know it. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Uh, we mentioned the loss of Tyler Conklin, Conklin, who had a really good year, 61 catches for 600 yards and three touchdowns a year ago. They're leaning on Irv Smith Jr., who missed all of last season at tight end, so that's maybe my one of my question marks on offense. And then when you look at the defense, they're going through a pretty major change going from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Again, the opposite of what the Bears are doing right now. And they have Eric Kendricks already at linebacker, so their other inside guy is going to be Jordan Hicks. I think that's a really good linebacking tandem. And then Zedaria Smith, as we mentioned, staying in the division. We almost got him out, and I'm still aggravated by the fact we're going to see him two times a year and pairing him with Daniil Hunter, who I know has been dealing with injuries. But if he gets back to close to that 2018-2019 form, I think they have what it takes to make a successful transition here from a four or three to a three, four and be a pretty decent defense this season. Yeah. And there are some coaching connections here that we should tell you about um, because Ed Donatel ended up as the Vikings defense coordinator. As you mentioned that switch to the three, four, which is a big change for the Vikings, a very big change for what we're used to seeing from the Vikings when the bears match up, but Ed Donatel, uh, getting that opportunity to kind of have full control over the defense. He's always been under Vic Fangio Mm -hmm. and now he has full reign of that defense, but running probably going to be running that Vic Fangio style defense that has been so popular. Um, They also, do you know who their assistant head coaches? I do not off the top of my head. No, 
Mike Pettin. Interesting. He continues to make the rounds. In yeah. The, uh, NFC North. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. So remember, <laughs> he was on the uh, the Bears staff there as like uh, just one of those senior analyst positions. Um, I'm also looking at the rest. Rory Anderson, who's their assistant D back safeties coach, he used to be on the Bears staff too. And the uh, Curtis Motkins. He's on. He's a running backs coach. So, you know, these. Co- oh, and Chris Rumpf ended up as their defensive line coach. I miss that. So Chris Rumpf is the because he was the Bears defensive line coach last year. So um, wow, yep. So so connection, some connections there with the Bears, and just in general, the contrast in the styles that the Vikings ended up going with both the front office. The head coach going with a young offensive-minded coach from the Sean McVay tree. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, the Vikings are following the hot fads right now, right? Like Sean McVay on offense, Vic Fangio on defense, and the Bears are doing the opposite. Well, I shouldn't say so much on offense because they are just doing the Shanahan outside zone stuff, but the fact that they went with a defensive head coach, and not only that, but one where they're actually kind of going back in time. They're hopping in their own DeLorean to um, go back to the Lovey Smith days uh, on defense. It'll be very, very fascinating to see how these things play out. It really is. And I know they've called it up in Minnesota, like a competitive rebuild is their term. Uh, So that's why they're bringing in high quality free agents. As we mentioned with Jordan Hicks, Harrison Phillips, really good defensive lineman coming out of Buffalo last year to one of the better run stuffers inside. He's good at getting after quarterbacks. Again, he's going to be, a big force in that three, four transition that they're going through. But whether you're comparing first year GMs, first year head coaches, again, even the the fact that they both went cornerback safety with their first two picks to kind of bolster that secondary and, you know, add some youth there. I mean, they have Harrison Smith and now Lewis seen in the, you know, playing at safety and then Patrick Peterson and Andrew booth over there at cornerback too. It's that's an interesting mix between really good veterans and high upside rookies that they have there. That again, if that strikes, they, this can be a very, very good defense, which makes, I guess the weakness of this Vikings team, that offensive line. And if, you know, well, I know how that feels in Chicago to have question marks up front. It, it's not a good feeling. Well, the Vikings always seem to have questions there with their old line. Um, we will show you some of the points bets numbers here in a moment on the Minnesota Vikings, get an idea of where they stack up uh, in the league right now, at least in the gambling market. But the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it because if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com. We will help you out. If you happen to see an edge in the game you're watching, or if your favorite team seems primed for a comeback, well, Go to points bet. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. They have more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. So download the points bet app right now and use that promo code CHGO. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. 
And I have to tell everyone about Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. And all their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, and they're easily digestible. I've mentioned a few times this week, but I really like taking Owen after my workouts because in the past, whenever I tried different protein shakes, it makes my stomach uh, quite upset. And luckily with Owen, you know, due to the fact that they have no artificial ingredients, they're easily digestible with the lack of gluten or dairy and allergen friendly, which I think my issue is allergies. I'm just glad that I have a protein shake that works for me and honestly has 30 grams of protein. It tastes great. I have the chocolate peanut butter right now in my fridge for a workout later today. And it's just one that I definitely would go to right away after every single workout. And we first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code CHGO. 20. That's CHGO20 at liveowen.com. That gives you 20% off your first purchase. So join me and Justin Field and try Owen, only what you need. Oh, Adam, you are muted for some reason by chance. Oh, there I there am. you go. There I Hello. Am. 100% Hello. my own fault. That's what happens when you mute yourself and then don't turn it back on. <laughs> that tends to be a problem, but I'm, yeah. uh, you're back. I'm back. Um, do you want to mention real quick that uh, it's been a busy day. If you missed anything, we had a couple things you should check out. The Blackhawks have a new head coach. Ooh. So make sure you uh, check out the CHGO Blackhawks podcast for their breakdown of Luke Richardson. It comes over from the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and then the CHGO Red Stars podcast had a great discussion earlier on the impact of today's big news of of. Supreme Court shooting down Roe versus Wade, the impact that that could have on women's sports. So if you want to check that out, I highly encourage it. I was watching some of it earlier, um, and it was just a really intelligent discussion. So that those are a couple podcasts there for you. We have you covered in all areas here at CHGO today and every day. Make sure you, you know that. And um, we do say this is a happy hour Friday, so, you know, the – the rule we have on this show is that when the CHGO Bears podcast starts at one o'clock, that is your uh, officially that's your official time where you can just stop working, maybe open up a beverage, hang out, and if your boss has any problem with that, tell them to go to allchgo.com, become a member, and then they'll understand everything a little bit better. I like it. I like it. That's that's fun. Now I'm sticking with the H2O here today. But next Friday, I'm going to have to step up my game a bit, I think. <laughs> All right. Um, where were we? Points bet. Minnesota Vikings. We have some numbers for you on the Minnesota Vikings and where they, where they stand this year. So the numbers you can get right now on points bet, Vikings are plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl, which puts them 19th. And uh, across the entire league, but and this is kind of maybe our first good example of um, you know how the league's kind of skewing to towards the AFC with all the talented quarterbacks there mm -hmm. are. They're eighth in the NFC at plus two thousand. So I mean that puts them as a potential playoff contender right outside the playoffs since there's seven playoff seeds to go get at least in terms of how the markets look at them right now. Uh, in terms of winning the NFC North, no big surprise here. They are second at plus 
275 to win the NFC North. The official over under at eight and a half wins. Uh, if you want to bet the over, it was uh, they're kind of skewing towards the over because it was minus 130 under plus 110. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would take right now. Maybe the under. Like I said, they could be really good, but as you were talking and I was thinking about that 3-4 defense transition, they have a lot of good defenders on that team. But if I remember correctly, it took the Bears uh, a year or two to really kind of get that thing firing in all cylinders, or at least playing well as they kind of overhaul some players and really just learning it. It's a complex defense and it takes some time. Well, I think it really, yeah, this is a team that's probably going to score a lot of points, I think, and rely on their offense a little bit. Um, That connection that Kevin O'Connell has with Kirk Cousins. you The fact that they extended him again is just still so amazing Weird. to me. <laughs> amazing um, like in a all in, like an awe-inspiring what-the-hell-you-doing kind of way. Yeah, because it's like, and it's not just one of these extensions where it's like, ah, they can get out of it in a year. No, it's just these guaranteed contracts that Kirk Cousins keeps, keeps getting. I mean, shout-out to Mike McCartney. Probably the only agent I'll ever shout out and continue to give him amazing credit because he just keeps getting these contracts for Kirk Cousins. It's it's insane. Um, good for him. Good for Kirk Cousins. But meanwhile, they have a ton of good weapons too. You know, and and I saw Justin Jefferson recently quoted. I think he was on the NFL Network saying, "Hey, we're not a run first offense anymore." Okay, that's either a that's either something that's going to make that offense. Uh, even scarier or expose Kirk Cousins more because that's the thing. Like I think that's the frustration with the Vikings and their Vikings fans. And they have a lot of frustration up there in Minnesota. Trust me about all their teams. Um, Cause they tend to lose in heartbreaking ways, but they're not like as an offense, they'd always be good, but they just couldn't quite get over the hump because Kirk Cousins has his own limitations and I've always kind of wondered, like, if you're going to put Kirk Cousins though, in a position where all of a sudden it's a pass-first offense, I don't know that that makes him better. Yeah, uh, we've talked about that. I mean, at least on the podcast, I've talked about that for years, about, like, you want to put the game in Kirk Cousins' hands. Like, that's, like, the game plan to beat the Vikings more times than that. But if O'Connell can put him in positions to succeed he has the weapons to get it done i saw a stat and i forgot where it came from but it's still in my mind and i'll just share it now that with the rams last year their top two targets average on average more than uh four targets per game combined between them than justin jefferson and adam thielen did last year so just imagine like jefferson getting you know, three more touches a game thielen getting two three more touches a game like that if they get the football and they get those chances. Like they are playmakers and they can be defenses. So them getting those extra looks could be potentially dangerous. If again, the big, if is if cousins can step up to the plate here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, in terms of this game in week five, where do you stand? Gosh, I'm trying to remember what I said. <laughs> You're allowed <laughs> to one. change it. I mean, that's, I know, I, I know. I, 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 purposely immediately forget the schedule predictions I make when the schedule comes out. Fair point. It's such a ridiculous time of year to be making predictions on the schedule. I feel like the bears can win this game, but I'm going to have them losing a close one here, at least for today's episode. And again, we'll do our official ones closer to the actual season, but I feel like this offense is going to be dangerous. And this defense, as much as I fear that they could have a, uh, not fear for me, but fear for them that they can have a, a slow time kind of transitioning. 
they still have a lot of good playmakers in that side of the ball too. And I, I think I have the bears going three and one so far. So we need to kind of get back down to earth a little bit. So I'll drop to three and two and lose our second in the division, which uh, that's not good. Yeah, I think I had the Vikings winning and will continue to have the Vikings winning this one. Um, I think ultimately it's the, although I will say if, if this is a situation where like too much is riding on Kirk Cousins and they're kind of passing too much, you know, the Bears have the defense, I think that can kind of sit back and wait for him to make a mistake and create those takeaways. And all of a sudden you do that, you win a turnover margin in this game, you have a good chance to win. So I th- I agree with that agree with you that it's a very winnable game. Um but I think we'll learn a lot about the Vikings in the first four weeks and have a much better handle kind of when this game actually gets there. Let's not forget they have Dalvin Cook, though. They can be <laughs> they can be as pass-happy as they want to be, but I'd probably give the ball to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook just never has scared me, at least in terms of like the head-to-head matchups. Like I can see him you know, kill me in fantasy more weeks than not, but when he goes up against the Bears – at least historically, they've been able to bottle him up pretty well. Well, and that was the one thing about the Bears in the last, you know, five, six years. Like, they always were pretty stout up front. They had good defensive lines and could typically slow down your running game. I think that's where it started to get frustrating last year because all of a sudden, you know, that that I would always say the defense is leaking and it's usually in the run game and it would just kind of leak and leak and leak. And those, all of a sudden those running backs were getting more and more and more. Um, and I just, I'm worried about this defensive transition specifically on that D line with what they've lost and yep. not having a team Hicks out there in games like this, where it always seemed like he would show up against the Vikings too. That's where I somewhat worry. Um, about them being able to to slow down the Vikings running game, even if they are trying to put more on Kirk Cousins' plate. Um, and meanwhile, that's a pretty good transition to today's Bears grade, the player Smooth. that we are looking at from last year, who was on that defensive line. That would be the transition we're talking about. Kyrus Tonga is the player we're taking a look at today. Um as a seventh rounder had a pretty impressive rookie season. And uh, at least in my own grades, as I looked at it through last season, the game, everybody wants to forget in Cleveland, of course, offensively was actually Kyrus Tonga's best game, kind of a coming out party for him in week three. Of course he was drafted as a nose tackle. He played in a 30 front at BYU That's the position that he was drafted to be and play with the Chicago Bears. So the big question here in training camp is, can he be a one technique in a 4-3 defense? Honestly, I don't think we know the answer to that question right now. I don't, I think so. I think he can hold his own as a backup, but does he have that quickness to shoot a gap, get a field? That remains to be seen. And then, you know, I do have to wonder, Will, if, not working out is he a player who had a good enough rookie season that's still young enough remember he's not that young he was like a 25 year old rookie last year so do you think about if you can get anything for him trading him if it's just not not necessarily because 
there's anything wrong with him as a player, but just trying to find a defense that fits his game a little bit more. Because I could see a team that runs a 3-4 wanting a depth player like that who had a pretty good rookie season and can still get better. Yeah, I mean, his true fit is at that zero tech, you know, right up there, holding the nose, eating those double teams. I think I mentioned this last Friday. I was when I talked about Tonga for my preview, but he is someone that, or actually could have been early this week. It's been a hell of a week and a half here, Adam. <laughs> but no, he is someone, like you said, maybe if you can get something back, it's better than just cutting him and saying you're just not a fit and allowing him to go sign elsewhere. If you can get anything back, and heck, he played well enough. If you get a six out of him for a seventh-round pick, uh, that you didn't even have any say in that's something. But the fact, again, uh, he only had one quarterback pressure last year and one tackle for a loss. Uh, despite how well he played, making plays in the backfield really wasn't his thing. I know they weren't asking him to do it. So the fact like you will have to wait and see to see if he can be that guy, because in this defense playing that one tech, like he will, like he said, he needs to shoot gaps and be able to make plays in the backfield, getting after quarterbacks and stopping those runs and, when I saw the best game against Cleveland, I had to double check my preview, and that's what I had too. So I felt really good about that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the grade I had on him last year came out as a one point three eight, which uh, counts as the a fringe starter, which is basically what he is. Um, and that game, just for reference, against the uh, Cleveland Browns, he came out with a five in that game, which is really, really good. Mm. Um, and then the rest of the time, a lot of it had, it was just kind of due to limited playing time too. He wasn't really thrown in there with, you know, high snap counts. Cause even when he was in a position where he might've been playing more for Eddie Goldman, there, the nose tackles were coming off the field a lot in sub packages and on third downs and things like that. So, um, but I like Kyra Stong a lot. I just, Hey, maybe it'll work out. On this team, I really don't know. I think they got to know when the pads come on, and we'll start. I was to get gonna say at- you can't tell in OTAs right no now, way. and shells and shorts, right? So you know, I think, I think we'll find out. Um, and then I just, I oh, the only, I'm not trying to start any like trade rumors. I'm just wondering as I identify a roster. I'm like, if it's not working out in this defense, or he doesn't provide just quite enough value as a one technique to shoot gaps. To me, he seems like the perfect candidate. Because, like, let's say you could even get um, a six-round pick out of him. Well, you drafted him in the seventh. You got one good year out of him. He's not a great fit. Like, that's a win. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know that you can. He may be a, a player-type trade. Like, you go player for player in August. That's sometimes when you see those types of moves. Because, remember, these teams are always scouting talent on other rosters in the preseason. And there might be somebody you want to claim off waivers. You don't know you're going to be able to get them, so you just throw in a late-round pick to just secure that player. It, it does happen. There is some player movement in August. So, um, And then then again, he may just be just fine as a one technique and be a great backup or rotational player in this defense. It just remains to be seen. Yeah, that's exactly it. If I remember correctly, he had a pretty decent preseason a year ago. Was, that's where fans were wondering, like, do we really need – Eddie Goldman Tonga may be able to just kind of take over from here. And if he does have a decent preseason, which maybe would be a better case that he can fit. <laughs> I was going to try to talk up his trade value, but if he's playing well, then I guess it's working and there's no need to worry about it. 
Hey, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the points bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. This is one of the ones you can get. The Sky shirt, uh, one of my favorites. I mean, we just unveiled three new t-shirts this week too including one of the chicago skyline uh the white Sox one that says south side bias which uh, i'm gonna definitely have to get one of those um and then there was a cubs one as well and in case you missed it online sign up is available in illinois right now for points bet you can download the points bet app right now register your account from start to finish all from your phone and when you do that you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right will close us out this week with your Friday player preview. Yeah, Friday player preview. Moving over to wide receivers, and we talked about last year's seventh-round pick. Let's look at a sixth-round pick from a year ago, and let's talk about Daz Newsome, someone that when the Bears drafted and how the wide receiver room was kind of built uh, a year ago, I was excited to see what kind of role maybe he can carve in for himself. But then during off-season workouts and practice, he broke his collarbone in June. That required surgery. He had to start training camp on the pup list. And then from there, he just had a hard time really being able to make much of a, an impression on that coaching staff. We know they had a hard time or I guess did not like to play young rookies. He only appeared in three games last year, five targets, two catches, 23 yards. So very, very limited sample size uh, for Daz Newsom. Uh, but his best game, if you want to talk about that, was uh, the season finale. He had one catch, 13 yards, but really where he made his impact uh, there was special teams with 47 punt return yards on four attempts. He also had a tackle in kickoff coverage. And if he's going to make this roster this year, he needs to be able to prove he can be a special teams contributor, both as a punt returner, as well as someone like playing a gunner on punt coverage or even on kickoff coverage like he did a year ago. So when I look at Daz, uh, my biggest question is, can he make a strong enough impression? At least this year, being healthy, he has a chance on like a year ago, but the Bears bring in Byron Pringle, Bayless Jones Jr., who also thrive inside, which is where Daz Newsom's best fit is. You have to wonder if there is a path to make this roster, at least as a receiver. Uh, punt returner, I'd say there's a better chance for him to do that. Uh, he did average over 12 yards per punt return last year. Again, very limited uh, sample size to kind of draw off, but I know that was like t- uh, top three in the league if that was something that he was able to sustain for an entire season. Uh, so for me, when I look at Daz, obviously – not much of a chance last year has a very tough uphill battle this year. I don't know if he makes the active roster. I can see him sitting on the practice squad yet uh, for another season, but I do recall Nick was mentioning him a couple times in your uh, practice recap episodes and making some sort of, I guess, presence felt, which for him is what he needs to continue to be doing. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for him, man. I just, mm-hmm. especially because the special teams value is huge. The return value might still be there, but then they went out and they drafted Valus Jones and they drafted Tristan Ebner, guys who can also contribute in the return game. Uh, they still have Khalil Herbert. You know, they, 
I just I don't know. I, I, I think that it might be a little too clogged there. I could see him ending up on the practice squad just sort of as depth in that area. You know, in terms of as a receiver, I didn't necessarily see with my own eyes what Nick saw. That's not saying it didn't happen. I could have missed some plays here and there, but I've been kind of waiting for, you know, I'm going back to last training camp too. And something I always talk about is first impressions, how quickly guys kind of create that buzz. Um, I just feel like in Daz's case, a lot of the buzz is from where they got him in the draft, kind of the draft hype. I don't know how much of it is based on, you know, him having a stellar training camp or anything like that. I he's not somebody that I have been writing down that number a ton and been like, right. oh, yeah, this guy needs to get out there more. Um, so doesn't mean it can't still happen. The Bears certainly had the need at wide receiver, but I'm still kind of waiting, sitting here and waiting. Yeah. When you, they brought in Tajay Sharp and Dante Pettis, I think that really made it almost insurmountable for Newsom to make this active roster uh, after training camp this year. Last year was very quiet. I, I know they took it really slow with his collarbone, and I thought they were just trying to find a way to stash him on the practice squad, and it just never really came to fruition for him to actually come up to the active roster and make a, a real impact. And Unless training camp and preseason really shows out, it's going to be – I get almost impossible, I think, for him to make this active roster. And that's what I put uh, for my prediction. And again, I have a little bit more details on allcshow.com and the article I wrote for this, but I feel like he's going to be destined for the practice squad uh, after it's all said and done. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'd probably have to agree with you there, too. Um, all right. Will, thanks so much for filling in all week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, great job, especially all the info you brought on uh, both the players and also these opponent previews we've been doing. Appreciate all the research. And uh, you'll be back Tuesday. Uh, Nick will be back Monday, so he'll be back next week. And we'll have you on the show. We'll do the three-man weave on Tuesday show. Sounds great. Back to a typical routine for a little bit of time here. I'm excited, and uh, thank you for having me on all week, Adam. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, like I said in the top, in studio, the DeLorean ride is special, and I didn't know you had one of those in the alleyway, and I'm glad yeah. uh, you uh, trusted me enough to you know hop in there with you, and we didn't screw up the timeline all too much. I hope not, although today maybe is a sign that we maybe you know we maybe messed up a little bit. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, like I said, it was a lot of fun hopping on and uh, look forward to Tuesday and getting back to the grind. These have been fun episodes. Yeah, uh, I had a fun week. I know that. Thank you for everybody watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. Please subscribe on YouTube. Please hit that like button uh, notification so you know when we go live. And if you listen as a podcast, rate and review the pod. We appreciate you doing that too. However you consume the show, we appreciate that. And uh, remember, check out our friends at PointsBet. Use that code CHGO. Check out the merch at allchgo.com. Get those memberships. We'll have more content coming your way as we lead up to training camp. Uh, hope everybody enjoys their weekend. We will be back on Monday. We'll talk to you then at 1 o'clock.